Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. A good afternoon to you and welcome. It's wonderful to be in your company this afternoon. A beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in Joburg once again. And of course, this is the week of the Shabbat project, the Shabbos project, which is coming up on this Shabbos innovative idea of our chief rabbi that has spread throughout the world. And of course, this is the Shabbos coming up that we focus particularly on Shabbos, on its observance, and on all the things that perhaps we have had um, partially taken away from us over the last couple of years. And uh, of course, it's gotten a lot better over the last while with uh, the disappearance, thank God, of that uh, terrible third wave. But um, we still have some way to go to get everybody back to at least what we did have, at least the attendances, for instance, at communal events and uh, shul and shiurim and all those kind of things. It would be wonderful if this Shabbos project was a catalyst in order to enable some of that return to where Shabbos should be in our communal lives um, as much as it should be, of course, in our private lives as well. And as we think about what is going to be and what we're going to have and what the community is going to be involved in over this coming Shabbat, perhaps the focus should be on, or we should focus today on, what is so important about Shabbat in our lives? How and why is it specified that Shabbat is this special sign, which we'll talk about um, in a little while? And what are these signs? And then perhaps to think about how this Shabbat project coincides as it does with the Parsha of the week. And yes, of course, this is not a Parsha Shir, but just to draw out one of the essential mitzvot, because on this uh, particular show, we go into and we look at and we think about the basics of Judaism. And a very, very basic of Judaism is discussed, of course, and is dealt with. Um, in this week's parsha, and that is the mitzvah of bris milah, the idea of circumcision. And if we think about a connection that there needs to be and that there should be between the various signs, the various mitzvot that we are thinking about on this coming uh, Shabbos, Shabbat itself, the concept of the bris milah, which is a covenant and of our connection with the Almighty, perhaps we will have a lot more insight into why it is so important and so essential that uh, this Shabbat is kept, as are all the following Shabbats. As I have often mentioned when we think about Shabbat or Shabbos project, we need to not only have the idea of it being a project, but we need to project it forward. It needs to go into our future as well. And, of course, there have been major and great and wonderful and exciting things that have happened over the last number of years with the Shabbos project, not the least of which is that people have become much more aware, much more observant of Shabbos and much more involved in Shabbat in our lives in general. So where to begin? Let's think about, and perhaps as an introduction, let's just generally unpack or think about a an amazing way to look at the concept of any mitzvah, the idea of a mitzvah in general. 
Now, most people will know that word mitzvah. It is used, it's bandied around. Even in non-Jewish circles, you pick it up in uh, articles that you find on the internet where even non-Jews, even people who have a no realm of uh, uh, imagination or understanding of what the word mitzvah actually means are using it as an, a, 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 another word for the performance of something good. You do something good, they call it a mitzvah. You do a good deed, it's a mitzvah. And in fact, many, many people would use that as their basic definition. What is a mitzvah? And you might get from most people, you can try this at home, the answer, a good deed. A good deed is a mitzvah. Well, here, let's not burst anybody's bubbles, but let's think about the fact that not all good deeds are mitzvahs. And nor are all mitzvahs good deeds. If we take a look at all the mitzvot, the concept of mitzvahs, there are many, many mitzvahs in which there is actually no deed at all. When we think about a deed, we think about doing something. There is action that takes place. Now, many of our mitzvot are actually based on total inaction. It is because we're not doing something that the mitzvah is being accomplished. Well, Surprise, surprise, there are 365 of the 613 of those guys. 365 of 613 mitzvot, yes, that is more than half of the mitzvahs, are what we call negative mitzvahs. Now, that is a negative word when we think about the word negative, except, of course, in a COVID sense. It's a very positive word when it comes to COVID. It's one of the ways that the whole world has been turned upside down. Things that are negative now are positive and positives are negatives. It's strange. But when we talk about a negative mitzvah, it also doesn't connote negativity. There's nothing bad about a negative mitzvah. A negative mitzvah is just the way that it is phrased. Thou shalt not, you must not, do not do this. So, not eating pork, for instance, which would be one that uh, people might relate to, is uh, a mitzvah in the Torah. Mitzvah not to eat pork, not to eat all trace meat, of course, but let's just focus in on the most common. It's not, eat, not eating pork. So every day that you do not eat pork, you have fulfilled that mitzvah. If we try to do all the mitzvahs every day, or some of them at least every day, well, every day that you have not done that, you have fulfilled that mitzvah. Yes, and by the same token, and while it sounds ridiculous, but every day that you have not murdered somebody, thank God, you've done that mitzvah too. Every day that you haven't stolen something from somebody else, you've done that as well. And then, of course, the more difficult ones, every day that you didn't speak Lashon Hara, every day that you weren't jealous of something, we've got those mitzvahs down pat as well. And so, therefore, the idea of mitzvahs being good deeds is in fact incorrect. Some of the mitzvot are not deeds at all. And then there are some of the mitzvot that we actually cannot do today. There are many mitzvot that pertain to temple times, for instance. And we can only learn about them, study them. And they say that today, if we just study most of those things, that that is our way of coming close to the fulfillment of those mitzvot. But there are many that we cannot do, many that are not actually done today. And then, of course, there are some that are very much time-bound, things that we need to do on particular days. For instance, fasting on Yom Kippur. For instance, blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, eating matzah and, uh, at the Pesach Seder, and so on. All those mitzvot only pertain to those particular times. There are actually very few 
something that are good deeds that we can do on a regular basis. Yes, giving charity. Yes, taking care of the poor, making sure that the elderly are looked after, etc., etc., etc. All of those things are the deed part of the good mitzvahs that we need to do. But really, if we drill down and we think about then, what is a mitzvah? Perhaps we need to redefine it. Most people might use the definition, which is the clearest, and that is that the word mitzvah comes from the word tziva. Mitzvah means a command. And yes, of course, they are commandments. But that once again carries with it a whole heaviness to it. The idea of it being a command, that Hashem commands us to do something. But within that, there is an answer. And the answer is that actually a mitzvah is a connection. When God commands us to do something and we fulfill it, we're happy that we've fulfilled God's command. And God is happy that we have fulfilled his command. And then we build on our relationship. So whether those um, are positive or they're negatives, whether they are action things, whether they're good deeds or they're not good deeds. In fact, we have this connection each time we don't do something that Hashem asked us not to do. We're better connected. And each time we do something that Hashem asked us to do, we become better connected. And Hashem says that many of these mitzvot are signs. They have carry with them a special sign of connection. There are signs of our connection which are carried through in many of the mitzvot. And we're going to explore some of those a little further as we go through our program today of Judaism 101.9. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Continuing our discussion on Judaism 101.9 about the mitzvot. Mitzvahs, what is a mitzvah? And we came to the conclusion just before the uh, ad break there that uh, we were talking about, we think about mitzvah, mitzvah, we think about connections. There are certain connections that we make with Hashem on every, at the time of doing of every mitzvah and the non-performance of the things that Hashem tells us not to do. So every time we don't do something that Hashem asks us not to do, we are making a connection with Him. And it's compared much to the idea of a senior person. Let's take a senior scholar or a uh, king or a dictator or anybody in a position of authority who asks an underling, who asks a uh, simpler kind of a person, a more down-to-earth kind of a guy, asks him to do something. Some of those things are pleasant. Some of them may not be that pleasant. But when they are fulfilled and when they're done and when there is a an attitude of recognition between them, when the one says, wow, thank you for doing it, and the other one says it was a pleasure, it was a privilege, it was an honor to be able to serve you, my master, my king, my lord, and so on, there is a connection that is built, even if it is something that perhaps the person didn't necessarily enjoy doing. It wasn't something that gave him great and wonderful satisfaction, but there is something that is strengthened in the connection between those two parties. And it's, of course, an analogy for our connections that are built with the Almighty. Hashem wants us to connect with Him in many, many different ways. And He gives us that recipe, 613 mitzvahs. And it's not uh, news to us that the 613 mitzvahs are divided into two parts, the positives and the negatives, the positive commandments are 248. We're told that there are 248 limbs of the body and there are 365 negative mitzvahs. There are 365 sinews, whatever that means, of the human body as well. And when we take that and we just 
shine our uh, eyes so we gaze a little bit beyond and we think about, wow, every single mitzvah connects a different part of me with the Almighty. Now, it may not be that we have or we understand how my right finger connects with the Almighty or how my left earlobe connects with the Almighty, but each and every part of us, whether it is a sinew, whether it is something more passive, whether it is a limb, whether it is something more active, has an incredibly powerful connection with uh, God and we do not know which are the ones that are stronger or bigger and which are the ones that are perhaps deemed to be smaller and therefore, in inverted commas, perhaps less significant if there was such a thing. So we do them all the same. We carry through with our performance of all mitzvahs and our abstaining from the ones we're told not to get involved in, the things we're told not to do. We keep to those things with the same kind of fullness of purpose and uh, tenacity and application to make sure that we are properly and fully connected to the Almighty on every level and in every possible fashion. Mitzvah, connection. Each connection needs to be pristine. It needs to be perfect. It needs to be beautiful. When we come to certain mitzvot, though, there are added words to them. There are things that are spelled out that tell us something more about them. And one of them is Shabbat, Shabbos. We're told about Shabbos in and amongst other things. In the book of Genesis, in the book of, uh, not in Genesis, in Exodus, in the book of Shemot, where Hashem has gone through with us, where we are told by the Torah about the various things that we're not allowed to do on Shabbos, um, the 39 kind of works that we were doing and that we did in the uh, construction of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle in the desert, they, that, those things are called work, and we're told not to work on Shabbos. And then there is that beautiful paragraph that is added, V'shamru b'nei Yisrael et ha-Shabbat, V'shamru, and the Jewish people observe Shabbos. And there Hashem says, and we know we say this on a Friday night in many shuls, and on Shabbos morning at Kiddush, we certainly say it, V'shamru b'nei Yisrael, and the people of Israel kept Shabbos. And in that paragraph, we're told, Oti le'olam. It is a sign. It's a sign forever. What's it a sign of? It's a sign of the fact God says that I created the world in the uh, six days of creation and on the seventh day I rested. This is a sign of your connection, not only with me, but with the concept of God being the, the creator, with the concept of six days of work and the seventh day of rest. When you observe Shabbos, you're giving, besides everything else, but you're giving credence and power and strength and adding to that outward sign for all to be able to see, not only that we believe, but that we understand in the fullest sense that Hashem created everything and that everything has a part of God within it and that everything is there for us to be able to utilize for a holy purpose, but that on the seventh day, on Shabbat, we refrain from doing all kinds of work. We refrain from being involved in all kinds of active technology and so on, and we get ourselves completely uh, divorced from all of those things and involved in a completely different kind of a realm. And that is a great sign. It's a sign 
in addition to the fact that it's a connection, but it's a powerful and imposing sign of just how connected we are to the Almighty and the Almighty is to us. And we cannot really, truly fathom the power of this magnificent and important sign. Now, don't think sign means a billboard that is put up and that it states on it that the Jewish people keep Shabbos. No, it doesn't need to be out there and loud in a physical sense, but it's out there and loud in a spiritual sense. It's out there and loud in the realms of holiness, in the realms of the neshamas of the souls, that there is a tremendous, powerful connection between ourselves and God, between God and us, a reciprocal connection, and this is a sign of our connection. We are helping to fulfill, not just to paint that sign, and not just to make that sign, not just to put that sign up, but we are fulfilling the sign of connection on a deep and profound level between ourselves and the Almighty every time we keep and we do something for Shabbos. Now, there are many mitzvahs contained in Shabbos. Shabbos is not just one mitzvah. There are many mitzvot contained in Shabbos, many things that we're told not to do on Shabbos, and there are many things that we're told to do. We know that we're told and we don't engage with them. We don't, uh, for instance, turn on and off lights. We don't have that kind of interaction with the world on Shabbos. But we're told that there are things that we need to do. We need to say our Shabbat prayers. We need to make sure that we are doing something active. We make kiddush. We uh, women light candles before Shabbos. We um, eat a, a, a festive meal. There are all of these things that are positive commandments in and about Shabbos. But in all, Shabbos is called a knot. It is called a sign. It's a sign. And there is something very significant and something very special about the mitzvahs or the uh, application of all of these mitzvahs when the Torah itself refers to them as signs. There is something bold and emblazoned and powerful about these mitzvot that are signs rather than the ones that are that don't carry that banner and that don't have that label and that aren't referred to in that most powerful way. One of the other mitzvahs that we come across in the parsha of this week, as we did beginning uh, towards the end of the parsha of last week, but really enumerated this week in much more detail, is the concept and the power and the reasons for the mitzvah of bris milah, of circumcision. Now, we all know the concept of a bris. We all know what it's about. It makes some people uncomfortable to think about it or to discuss it. But it is this essential sign of connection between ourselves and the Almighty, one that goes above and beyond our own rationale and our own thinking. And I think I'm right in saying, stand corrected, but it is one of the most observed mitzvahs that Jews observe and have observed around the world, the concept of circumcision. And yet it is one that really on the face of it is beyond rationale, beyond reason, and it makes not that much actual physical sense, although there are findings that uh, it is healthier to be circumcised and so on, but that is not the reason why Jews do the circumcision. And if you're going to tell me we do the circumcision, we circumcise because, as it mentions in this week's parsha, Avraham Avinu, 
circumcised himself, aged 99 years old, and the first uh, young man who was circumcised as a baby. Yitzchak Avinu is circumcised has his bris at eight days old, and that's actually where we get it from, that it's eight days old that we do the uh, bris miller. That was Yitzchak was the first one to have done that. Ishmael, the older half-brother of uh, Yitzchak, was circumcised at 13 years old, and there are very many um, beautiful dates that we see coming through here. The idea of the bris being at eight days, the bar mitzvah at 13 years Avram Avinu reaching his hundredth year and giving himself a bris. There is something very, very profoundly uh, important about all those dates and all those connections, but we're not going down that line at the moment. Now we're just talking about the idea of the bris miller. We think, or many think, that the reason why we give a bris today is because Avram Avinu gave himself a bris. Avram Avinu was given the mitzvah of miller. In truth, according to strict Torah thinking, and of course we need to have that clear on Judaism 101.9. The reason why we give ourselves or our children a bris at eight days old is because the Torah says so. Not because Avraham Avinu did it. Now there's a very important difference between that. We're not doing this because it's some kind of a historic follow-on or because it's some kind of an imitation of the great things that our sages did, which would be wonderful in and of themselves. But it is because the Torah exhorts us, commands us, tells us that we need to give a bris miller. We need to be circumcised. We're born in an imperfect fashion, and I dare I say, uh, this is perhaps one of the reasons why a bris miller is done for boys only, for men, uh, not uh, for women. And why? Because women are more perfect than men. Men are born imperfect, and we need to teach a child even beyond his rational, beyond his understanding, before he comes to grasp things and understand things, that there is a need to perfect oneself. There is a need to uh, make sure that we come into this world with a mission to help to fix and to perfect even ourselves, and that there is something imperfect about each and every one of us. It's not a defect. It's not that there's something wrong with us. But we are imperfect and we need to strive for that perfection at all times. Now this is also referred to as an ot. The idea of bris miller, circumcision, is referred to as an ot, as a sign. It is a sign of our bris. It's a sign of our covenant. It's a sign of our connection. And it's a sign of the fact that we understand that there is something about God and about the world and about our connection with him that doesn't warrant or that isn't fully understood. There is something very powerful in realizing that we are humbled and we are humble enough and we have enough humility to say, I don't understand everything. I don't know the reasons for everything, but I'm going to do this because Hashem said so. So the sign of our covenant, a bris, a covenant that was made between ourselves and that is made between ourselves and God that we carry with us every day of our lives this is the power of this great and wondrous sign. And, of course, one of the things that you've heard here on Judaism 101.9. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Yes, and getting back to basics, we've been thinking about mitzvahs, the performance of mitzvot or the non-performance of things that are mitzvot as well. Um, in other words, not doing the things that Hashem specifically tells us not to do. And in that way, we connect 
and we connect with the Almighty and we connect certainly with each other because some of the mitzvahs, of course, pertain between man and man, not just between man and God. And when we think about certain mitzvahs that we have spoken about, Shabbos, Bris Miller, they are much more, um, let's call them general, much more all-encompassing. And yes, Shabbos completely encompasses us, and there are many mitzvahs pertaining to Shabbos in and of itself, and therefore Shabbos is called a sign. And the mitzvah of Bris Miller, the idea of the circumcision, which we will read about in the Parsha of this Shabbos, Parsha's Vayera, with Avram Avinu, with Yitzchak, and so on, we think about and we speak about the idea of it being a sign. It is a sign that is carried with us. Forever, it is a sign that is, has been carried with us forever and always will be. And it's something that is on the individual who has had the bris miller. It is with him always and in all circumstances and at all times. It's indelible. It's irremovable. It's irreplaceable. And it is there um, in a complete and undeniable fashion. And so, therefore, when we think about these powerful signs, perhaps Let's uh, coin the phrase of it being uh, signs of the times. This is the sign of this time. The time of this coming Shabbos is to elaborate upon and think about the signs that are of paramount importance to us, to us. The things that we need to do and therefore perhaps to explore and to think about as we have spoken the reasons for Shabbos and the reasons for Prismila. Shabbos, as we said, the idea of Shabbat is the idea of it being a sign that we understand that God is within everything, that God created the whole world, that everything is in this process that we can and we need to upgrade, fulfill, complete, and carry on the good work that God started and the very reason that he placed us in this world in the first place, which is to take the program of creation to fruition. And then, of course, when we think about the Bris Miller, the idea of our indelible connection with God Almighty, the sign of our covenant that we have made, that Na'aseh Nishma, that we will do, and then we will find out, and then we will study, and then we'll learn, it all points to the fact that as Jews, we need to do what the Almighty wants from us, to do it because we've undertaken that we will. And in that way, we not only deserve Hashem's rich and wonderful brachas, but he too issues forth that incredible, powerful sign of just how much he loves us, how much he cares about us, and how much he wants himself to elaborate upon that great sign of connection to us. We'll be back to sum up in a moment. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. There is a very beautiful anecdote that is related in the Zohar. The Zohar talks about the fact that Eliyahu Anavi, Elijah the prophet, um, was admonishing the Jewish people. He found fault with them. He was um, thinking, let's say, negative thoughts about the Jewish people. The Almighty jumped back in defense of the Jewish people and said, the Jewish people do certain things that go beyond reason and understanding. And the one thing that they do beyond all else is that they give their children, their sons, a bris milah. They give them a circumcision at eight days old. 
This is something that is incredibly important and powerful in my world, says God. And just look and see that the Jewish people do it with absolute commitment and application. And Mesiras Nefesh, with a tremendous amount of, uh, let's call it a lack of concern for self, they do this because this is something that I've asked them to do. And you know what I'm going to do, he tells Eliyahu Anavi. I'm going to make sure that in order to kind of, in inverted commas, teach you a lesson, you, Eliyahu, Elijah, are going to attend every bris so that you can see the dedication, the application, and the commitment of Jews all over the world, of Jews everywhere and in all times, as a sign you are going to connect, you are going to be there, you're going to be present. And it's one of the reasons why we have a kisei shalaliyahu, we have a chair for Elijah. We understand that Elijah the prophet attends a circumcision. He attends every bris miller. Why? Because Hashem wanted to put paid to anybody who says that the Jewish people aren't deserving of his mitzvahs and aren't deserving of his brachas and aren't deserving of his kindness. And I think it's a similar theme that we carry through on this special Shabbos of the Shabbos project. And that is that Jewish people have gone out of their way to make sure that they can keep Shabbos. The uh, annals of Jewish history are replete with Jews sacrificing their lives for Shabbos, of sacrificing their lives for Bris Miller, of sacrificing their lives to perform, to fulfill, and to commit themselves to the mitzvot that God gives us, to these special spiritual and physical connections. And therefore, as we elaborate on our connections, and as we get back to where we should be, hopefully, with all our mitzvahs, let's try and do it particularly, and make a firm resolve to be involved in Shabbos, this coming Shabbos, Parshas Vayera, 5782 here in Johannesburg and South Africa and around the world as we can go into and we look at and we think about the great and wondrous signs that God has given us of our connection to him, of his connection to us. And hopefully in that way, we'll not only be deserving of all of these mitzvahs, but we will be deserving of all their rewards. And please God, the ultimate reward of a great and wonderful life in the uh, futuristic world of Mashiach, may he come speedily in our time. I want to wish you a great and beautiful Shabbos up ahead. I want to wish you a great rest of the week and hope to be back with you again next week, same time, same place, on Judaism 101.9.